Hey everybody, welcome to Two Non-Doctors. I'm Liz Mealy. I'm Maria Shahada. We are stand-up comedians. Stand-up comedians that are currently jobless because of the coronavirus. We're finally going to be the doctors our mothers wanted us to be. Is there anything that we don't know? A lot, actually. We have a lot of questions. Uh, we have a lot of answers. All of them wrong. But we do have access to... Google. And a vet. Oh yeah, my mom's a vet. She knows some stuff. We have to do this So again. every once in a while, we're going to invite her on. No, we don't. We're going to actually use this. <laughs> Welcome to Two Non-Doctors. Non Starting with announcements. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Two Non-Doctors. I'm Liz Mealy. I'm Maria Shahada. And we, we are happy you all subscribed. You guys keep subscribing to our YouTube, and it makes our day. It really does. Every <laughs> um, single one. Uh, yeah, we look As at every grow single one. One yeah, by one. Right? We write them down. We're like, thank you, Brian. <laughs> thank you, Sarah. <laughs> we do a little way. It's like, you know, when little kids pray, like before they go to bed, they're like, I hope grandma gets better. And I hope school isn't as bad as I think it's going to be. But I feel like at the end, we're like, thank you to all our subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> it takes me forever to go to bed, guys. <laughs> uh, but thank you. Thank you for subscribing wherever you subscribe. I like your and muscle shirt. Sorry. Oh, we're supposed to do announcements. <laughs> It's my PJs. <laughs> That's the saddest part is I just rolled out of bed and I was like, it looks like a regular shirt. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a parkour shirt that my friend uh, Dan Edwards gave to me. It, like rhymes with hardcore and you look very hardcore right now. Thank you. Let's finish I, announcements. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you to all our current patrons. We love having you. We also watch you in real time as well. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 and you left. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We watch you go too. <laughs> We're going to start holding exit interviews. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, what did... What did we do wrong? Was it our full personalities or? <laughs> but thank you. Everybody's wonderful. Uh, we appreciate you. Of course, we've added to all our tiers. $5 tier, we added stickers. Again. We added our full Googles on Patreon. So like um, we've been interviewing some guests and, and what they've Googled. And uh, we'll, we'll, we put the five minute version on the episodes. But if you want to hear the full interview, we've put that on our Patreon as well. Tons of bonuses. But thank you, everybody. And of course, you know, Nope, I got nothing else. Okay, okay. Um, that's fine. Follow us on all the social medias. Yes. You'll find us at Two Non Doctors and DRS on Instagram. And uh, we are on the Unpops Network. We're not super on it today, and I think that's okay. Yeah. Sometimes we're like buzzing. We're like, hey. And other times we're like, I don't know who I am. I slept until 11. I should have energy. Yeah, I just tried to do two meditations and I hated them both. I think they're one, there's like a tax break for Australians to do these meditation videos. It's always an Australian. I don't know if it's my YouTube algorithm. But it's Wait, always a tax break. No, they don't. It's just oh. that there's so many uh, that with oh. Australian accents. Oh, 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 it's a joke I missed. <laughs> yeah, we're not on it. That's okay. <laughs> That's going to be the whole podcast. Uh, <laughs> and then the other one was about visualizing, and I couldn't. I couldn't visualize. It was like they were like, picture your ideal setting and your ideal world and your ideal life. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. This is stressful. <laughs> you're asking too many questions this is a test i haven't studied <laughs> and then i just turned it off and now we're here so i slept and you did inefficient meditating and now we don't get jokes or or make them apparently yeah. okay i have two more zoom things after this one of them i'm showing a flat my flat i'm showing the flat okay i'm showing the flat. <laughs> just watching yourself be disappointed you're just like this is what it is today and we're just gonna accept it
This, is about, this episode's about acceptance. It's because it's Sunday. I've put this one, this podcast off and we don't normally do them on Sundays. I just think that, like there's some sort of buzz in the middle of the week when we do them because we're just so used to, we're in work mode and there's something about Sunday that's just, it doesn't gel. Yeah. I mean, weekends, I don't work until, it's funny. I used to work at night, but now the shows to, because of daylight savings or doing shows at like four in the afternoon. And I also feel off. I'm like, um, okay. I rolled my <laughs> bed and I did a show and it's, um, it's a lot guys yeah so you're zooming today we have yeah so we have somebody have to show the 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 flat to over zoom but i don't like i don't like do i mean obviously like if we liked her enough we'll invite her to actually come and see it in person but and then this is just preliminarily preliminary uh oh uh oh words are gone you're sounding like me preliminary Mm -hmm. thank you (laughs) this is this we we're a good team because you can pick up where I dropped. And I like that. And um, what? <laughs> I was like, thank you. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. You know, you're trying to show them the place with your computer. And you're like, here's the, the, the shower. And she's like, I can't, all I'm looking at is wall. I'm like, the yeah. shower. The shower? Yeah. Where's the shower? I don't know. And, uh, you know, they're like, I think I'm showing them the flat, but they're really just seeing the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, um, and it's just weird. To, it's hard to be somebody else's eyes and body you're like a robot really you're just like you're just like a person that holds you know what i mean like that kind of like make a left okay all right make a right oh there's stairs what do i do move one leg up put it down put the other leg up put it down and you just like fall downstairs (laughs) yeah 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 and like you have to guide people you know like i was helping my mom pick an outfit out for my brother's getting married and like um i was on zoom and my brother's fiance was holding the the computer but it's like can you lift me up a little bit just just a little bit like <laughs> can't see anything whatever my natural I left can... go higher i know i just like i don't like being at the mercy of somebody else you know and you know and they're talking then they forget about you and then i'm just staring at shoes and it's just like hey <laughs> guys guys so this is how i have to attend my brother's wedding is over zoom and it's not like they're live streaming it it's going to be like 10 people really small affair but i I'm the only one zooming in. So it's like, what does that mean? What, like, who's going to hold me? <laughs> Are they going to just seat, like sit me on a chair? Uh, you, you know, what, am I going to be on a phone or a laptop? If I'm on a phone, what if somebody leaves me in the bathroom? <laughs> what if I'm in the bathroom during why my brother gets married? Cause someone just forgot and I'm just on the counter like, hey. <laughs> These are great questions that nobody's answered for you. And I apologize. Do I get dressed? If this is all you see, is this enough? Like, it's yeah. just, there's so many questions and it's almost like this day isn't about me, you know? Like, yeah, it's weird. Sorry to hear about your brother's wedding, just not answering the questions you need. You're just like, um, this is also my Zoom appearance and uh, I need a green room. I need snacks. <laughs> yeah. I want you to hold the computer while I'm being wheeled in via skateboard. <laughs> So it's just sort of like a flow and then confetti, just throw some confetti and this is my And I want the keys to be holding flowers, but the only the pink ones, like just like you have this rider, like this is like, this is your appearance. Yeah. Whose phone am I going to be on? It can't, surely it can't be my parents because they, they don't obviously like they're- What if it's your brother? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know, Maria, do I? (laughs) I'm like, you're like, hello, hello. (laughs) <laughs> we're both going in for the kids. I'm like, oh no, no, oh no, <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> just a big pair of lips, lips coming at me. I'm really proud of you for all these questions. I didn't even think of it. I would just be like, all right, I'm going to do like pretty much like my eye makeup, maybe make sure my forehead looks nice and then 
whatever didn't, happens happens. Didn't someone you know attended a Zoom wedding? Yeah, Justin. Like in a car. Uh, in a car. Yeah, he attended a Zoom wedding, which, because where we were didn't have great phone service. And then, of course, you get on the road and it's even worse phone service. So there was like issues with phone being dropped. He was, that was like live streamed, right? Yeah, several people were on the Zoom. That was like a bunch of people on the Zoom. You know what it really is? Like somebody needs to be in charge of the Zoom because like sometimes you have to let people in. Like that's the other thing. Like people don't use Zoom the way we have. That there needs to be like a, there needs to be like a Zoom attendance guide and somebody that like if somebody drops out, they let them back in. If somebody's having issues, if like there's almost like there needs to be like a manager of the Zoom guests. Yeah. That just kind of takes control of everything. A door guy. guy. Yeah, there is a... There's a Zoom door guy. Clearly with everything that's going on, it's a viable solution. But I think because most people don't use it very often, they don't know what could go wrong with it. And then of course, something always goes wrong. Just like when we've done like comedy shows and they're like, we can't hear you. And you're like, cool, I don't know how to fix that problem at all. And the yeah. show has already started. So I'm just going to leave and come <laughs> back and see if that works. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, even with my own computer, I'm like, I'm going to turn it off and turn it on and hope that everything just comes back right because I don't yeah. have it. Well, even when we started this, this, you couldn't hear me. You're like, you're echoey. And I was like, I don't know why. And I'm like, Liz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, oh yeah, my other headphones are in. That's the kind yeah. of headspace that like whoever is in the wedding is not going to have. If oh, of course not. Technical difficulties. Clearly there are technical difficulties that can happen in a wedding, but this is like a new one that nobody's thinking about. Right. So it's fine. It's fine. Let's all be healthy and safe out there. You want to get into fan mail? Yeah. Okay. This is from Ian and he gave us an only child perspective from our um, episode with my mom about having so many children. Ian writes in, growing up with parents who worked, it turned into, okay, crap. I started too early. Uh, you learn to enjoy your own company relative uh, relative to your peers, which I've learned later in life comes with its own host of positives, positives and negatives. Sure, on average, we tend to have um, higher than usual standards of living if your home has two incomes, but it's often at the expenses of other aspects of your life. Based on what I've heard, but I could be wrong, Liz grew up with a bit of ingrained sense of community, which has also been studied to be one of the greatest predictors of personal happiness. For many only children, this isn't always the case. I just found it like fascinating, the aspect that he talked about having like an ingrained community. And I never, I know this sounds so dumb, I never thought about that. And I think me as having four siblings may, uh, over you having one sibling, it's even more of a community. Cause like, is two people a community? Like two people feels like rivals at, at a lot of points while like, I could find somebody that was mad at me and somebody that was on my side in my own home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's funny. I don't, you know how somebody just says something and it starts to make you rethink how you are as a person. Like, so like a really important part of dating for me is sharing. I just, mm -hmm. oh, if you're yeah. not going to share your food, get the fuck out of my face. Like I remember my first boyfriend, I would always like truly like my, like his plate was b being set down and my fork was like already on his plate. And it was like a year in that he's like, I don't like that. And I was like, well, it's too late. <laughs> like if you should have said that a year ago. And then a year ago, I would have never been with you because if my hand isn't in your stuff all the time, like, I don't have to tell you. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. That's how Helen Hong and I became friends. We were having lunch and I was like, do you want to try some of mine? She's like, yeah, do you want to try some of mine? I was like, yes. And then it was just the Joey doesn't share thing. It's like, it doesn't work for either of us. Was oh, it yeah, you I that I was, I was, um, <laughs> you got your food. And then you just see my fork just enter your peripheral. <laughs> like, fuck off. Let me, let me have the first bite at least. In no way does that, maybe like if I'm not friends with somebody, like if I don't know you, I don't want like, you know, somebody on the street being like, I heard you like sharing. Like, 
clearly yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a bonding thing. But like the more I think about my siblings, we're all different, very degrees of closeness, but we all care about each other. I feel like I can lean even like Greggy, who I'm not the closest with. If I was like, Hey, can you help me move? Or, Hey, I need help with something. He would do it. Like he'd be like, Hey, let me see. I do feel like all my siblings have various degrees of love connection and help in our lives and vice versa that I guess I don't think I realize. And even so going forward, like having friends was really important to me. So like I have a variety of friends that have a variety of connection with me and that's important. And then when I lose friends, whether like you moved to California, I mean now London, but you first moved to California, that was like a big hit to me. Or like when my sister moved to California, like my community affects me very deeply. And that's just, I spend a lot of time by myself and I can spend time by myself, but having access to my community and being close to my community is really important. I think that's why I genuinely love having my roommates and that's been such a positive aspect of my life. Yeah, you've had the same roommates for a very long time. And I was just thinking about that today. It's, it, it is like their family. Yeah. And on top of that, you have your actual family, who, which is big. I would have loved to have had another couple of siblings that I, I was like, you could take my side with this, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. I guess I don't know what I'm missing. I know because Kat, my friend Kat, she has four other siblings too, and they seem really close knit and they hang out together and they get along really well. Well, you have to And understand. I've always been a little jealous of that. But I also just, I really don't know what it's like. So I don't really know what I'm missing. I really do think like just having one other person, it is helpful and I do know people, but like what is really funny, especially because me, Sammy and Emily all are very similar personalities. I can complain about something and already I have like three people that are like, yeah, <laughs> like, like it's, it's, it's kind of interesting where this sense of being seen and understood, I innately have because there's already four people in the world that have my perspective. You ever see Rick and Morty, how they have different versions of them in different dimensions? Yeah. That's what I feel like you and your siblings are like. There's just like the, the LA one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The one that's good with money, the one that's not good with money. No, it's true too, because our parents were very different growing up. Like we truly didn't have any money growing up, me and my older sister. And then my parents started making a little bit of money when M came around. And then we moved into a bigger house by the time Sammy was around, because I shared a room with M and Sam, which is actually, I don't know if this is like made up, but I sometimes believe that me, Sammy and Emily are closer because we shared a room for so many oh, years. Oh, could be. Yeah. Yeah. There is, or the fact that we're just middle kids and middle kids are always weird. Don't get me wrong. Like Ian has a point where like, you know, if your parents both have jobs and there's one kid, there's more money to go around, which we all had hand-me-downs and blah, blah, blah. Like there are aspects of too many kids, more problems that have rap now, um, that a hip hop lyric. And I had trouble making friends too. So it doesn't feel like it helped me to make friends. It just meant that I had friends at home. Like yeah. or I had somebody to hang out with home. I don't feel like it set me up. It just set me up to be like, everybody feels how I feel, right? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the world's like no. Like. That's good for comedy. Oh, truly, I, I, I do think having a strong perspective that isn't matched, so I have to then go to the outside world and explain it to people. Like I feel like an alien that has to come out and be like, "This is how I feel, and this is why I feel." And so I have the confidence to feel how I feel because all these other people feel the same way as me. But I, I have to then figure out how to talk to people so that they understand how I feel. Yes, and I just go. I sure hope people know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, but thank you, Ian. I appreciate you sharing your Thanks, uh, Ian. perspective. Sorry. I feel like I rammed in having a larger family is better, which I don't, I actually don't feel that way. Um, it's too many kids. <laughs> I mean, um, you got to split the will that many with that many people. Uh, yeah, that's true. 
And I, I told my parents, just spend it. You, you work so hard. Just go out there, just spend it. Have fun. And I was um, like, fuck off. No. Yeah, yeah, no, thank you. Okay, you want to get into Googles? Well, we a, so, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, we have a special Google segment. Right. Yeah, so Jay, Jay um, is one of our Patreons. He, his tier, he's allowed to pick out some Googles. So uh, both our Googles are brought to you by, by Jay. Okay, so let's start, to, start with mine. Um, okay. how, many, how many fewer people are not drinking? Because I think we spoke of, like in another episode oh. about how like the younger generation isn't, when we were talking to Nikki, and I yes. said like the younger generation isn't drinking as much. I didn't really get the, the statistics for America. I, they are drinking less, but I didn't really get. The Atlantic nope. is wordy. And so I didn't get that, but <laughs> in the UK, all right, like Gen Z is drinking 20% less than millennials who are drinking less than Gen X and baby boomer, boomers. But from like ages 16 to 24, I think 30% of people are not drinking. And some of them have never drank. And some of them have like cut down or just stopped drinking. Um, Don't you feel like that's because there's other addictions or there's other things to numb? Like, like the fact that you can just play video games for 10 hours or TV, TV now has like, you know, there's the internet, but there's also like a hundred million channels. There's something else to distract you other than alcohol. Maybe. Yeah. But I think, okay. So like one source said that uh, pot use went up and another source said also recreational drug use went down. Okay, the biggest so factor that I've read. It wasn't as kind and, and gentle. I was just like, they have more toys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like the biggest thing that I read across articles was the fear of social media. Because if you have a drunken, stupid night, that could easily be documented oh by yourself so you you're, you're either embarrassing yourself by like telling all of social media you're like i fucking love Coldplay, or or you're embarrassing or other people are catching you doing it so they're afraid yeah. of being documented that's so thing interesting is, is, I, yeah. I would have never thought of that because i don't drink <laughs> right <Ever. laughs> and then the other things were like it's expensive it's just out of vogue like the, we're, we're the older generation that's drinking and we're lame apparently or like you think of it like prohibition you know, they're just like, you can't drink. And they're like, the fuck I can't drink. And then like speakeasies became a thing. And then pot was like, you can't smoke pot. And everybody's just like, the fuck I can't smoke pot. I don't take that. I was gonna say pot's more communal than drinking, but that's just not true. So I don't know where I was going with that. But I don't know, there's, I don't know, more access to drugs than there were before. Yeah. I mean, it's legal in a lot of the states. I don't know how many. I haven't been there in a while, but I mean, it feels like it's just more acceptable, which is less fun, honestly. Also, like pot is supposed to, for the most part, be like relaxing and alcohol is kind of, I don't know, it has kind of a ramping up thing. And it's just like, if you're home alone during quarantine, what are you ramping up for? As opposed to like pot is like, all right, this day was hard and now I'm just going to kind of chill and smoke pot and watch a movie. I kind of wonder if more, because more people are socializing online instead, it's just easier to like talk to your friends online that people aren't really going out as much. I don't know if that's true. I think that's pretty much everything, but it's mostly because of smartphones is what I'm understanding. I can see that. Surveillance. Everybody's under surveillance. Also, a part of me is like, well, just don't drink so much to the point that you're stupid. Well, I think a lot of people are, that was another thing is that people are cutting down on their drinking. They're not binging as much. Which is good. I don't think that's how alcohol- Never been an option for me. You know what I mean? I don't have, I've always gone in going, I'll have one drink and then, all right, well, two. And then it's just binging after that, but it's not a choice. It's just, that's just what you do. 
like, uh, you know, if you can't control your alcohol, you yeah. one leads into like seven very easily. So it's not like, oh, I'd better keep it under control. <laughs> it's like, there's, yeah. there's a logic there. So it's like the people who can are the people who aren't, who don't have that in them anyway. Yeah, that was never my issue. I never really enjoyed drinking. So it was always somebody being like, have a drink. And I'm like, no, thank you. And they're like, have a drink. No, thank you. Have a drink. Fine. And then I have a drink and they're like, have another one. I'm like, I don't want to spend the money. I'll get it. I don't really. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was always a fight when I was a teenager. I drank, but like as an adult, I always liked pop more. Yeah. And I've always, I've always envied that about you. You've, you've just never really been into alcohol. God damn it. (laughs) Our studio just falls apart. I mean, this is no life. Honestly, I should have been visualizing a fucking studio. Okay, should I get into my Google? Yeah. Other than your appendix, is there anything else in your body we don't need? Which, I know, it's like a fucking lengthy question though. And some of these I knew, this is the bad part, is this shouldn't have been my question because it's all like science names and I'm just going to butcher the shit out of this. The polymerous logus or something, it's this muscle that runs... Um, from your from your wrist to your elbow, and so they say to they basically say ten percent of people don't even have it. So if you put your thumb to your pinky, usually with your your arm down on the on the table, there should be this big vein that pops up. I kind of I don't know if that that's it. Like there's like a little little vein. I should do it. It's not on this one. Yeah, this like you don't feels have like it. a gang sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it this I don't have huge, it. I don't think so. It should pop up right here. We don't need. It was supposed to help us grab stuff. But then we started walking upright. Okay, so, so I'm just super really... evolved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even now, if you do have it, it doesn't mean you grip better. But that was like, that's something that like some people, like people still have it, but you don't really need it. Powerful jaws. So like now that our diet is softer and more grains and stuff, we don't really need it. So our jaws started to shrink and now we can't fit wisdom teeth. So that's why like most people right. have to get their wisdom teeth out. Oh man, all these things I can't say. Our Arcator pili, it's, uh, it's these muscle fibers that, um, that produce goosebumps. And when they produce goosebumps, when they contract, but the thing is, is like our ancestors used to have more hair, used to be furry, and it was a way to be like insulated, but we don't, we don't have that. I mean, I'm Italian. I well, I mean, but... you don't live in my apartment. I'm freezing all the time. You remember. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm cold <laughs> all the time. A part of me is like, I could use a good layer of fur. Also like, you know how like an animal tries to look bigger when they're trying to like scare somebody? And mm-hmm. they puff out their fur. Like it was that aspect as well, but we're not furry. So humans uh, develop a tail in the womb. Yes. So the first five to eight weeks of conception, that tail then starts to vanish, but we still have that remaining vertebrae, which you know we call the coccyx or the tailbone. And that used to help us with like uh, mobility and balance, but we don't. So we just have this little bone that we don't need because it was attached to a tail that we don't use. A um, couple more. Uh, we still the, had tails. Oh, dude, you have no idea. You have no idea. I like wrote a chapter in my cat book that is basically like, I would absolutely choose to, like if it was a choice, I would absolutely choose to have a tail. It has to be a cute tail. That's my biggest thing. It's like, it has to be a cat tail or a squirrel tail. It cannot be a fucking rat tail. Like it can't be the same as our skin and look all good. Absolutely. You're so right to call that out. But yeah, so you you want that like S tail from cats or big furry, 
fluffy. I want something I can <laughs> just grabby, like like a creepy dude. You're like, ah. <laughs> That'd be one more thing we'd have to worry about people grabbing. Don't fucking touch my tail. But I, you would smack the <laughs> shit out of them. Is that why you want a tail to smack people? Because that's why I would want. Well, that's, that's pretty much what pasta does. Like I feel like my cat, <laughs> she'll just like walk in front of me and hit me in the face with her tail. And I asked my mom, I was like, does she have control of her tail? She's like, yeah, absolutely. I was like, so she's just being a bitch. Like, but I, yeah, I want that. I want that kind of like, oh, is my tail in your way? Like, it's got to be a great way to flirt. Like, oh, yes. sorry, it has a, has a mind of its own. Hi there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it would just like curl and wrap around your face when you're yeah. trying to be like oh. sexy. Yeah, and then yeah. when you're thinking, it'll like come up to your head and like scratch your head. <laughs> I like how yours has become a trunk, like a like an elephant trunk. Like you just took it to a whole new level. Um, but yeah, I would totally opt in for like a cool fluffy tail. Okay. Oh, this one was kind of cool. The arche, ar- I'm forgive me because I shouldn't be pronouncing any of these. The arcular muscles. It's the muscles on the outside of your ear. It used to like like even animals now, like pasta's ears, like my cat's ears. They'll move and sh- when she hears stuff. So it was supposed to help us um, detect like prey and predators and it would be able to move. We all know like one person that knows how to move their outside ear. I can't move my outside ears, but everything in my scalp goes back when like I hear a noise like whistling or something that just like kind of surprises me as if my ears were going back and like were annoyed or angry. Yeah, because it, it is all connected. So I could see how you're, like- It like moves a little bit back and I'm just like, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> <laughs> um, and maybe I'm not a- evolved in that way. I'm so sorry, I'm screaming at you. <laughs> but maybe that's what misophonia is. No, not to say that we're like less evolved than other humans, but because Johnny had a theory that he was like th- that sense of hearing. You you probably needed it at one point to like listen to you know scary animals far away or danger or something, and yeah. that's probably just evolved from that into this totally useless thing that like makes me cry when someone experiences joy. (laughs) So you used to be able to like run from a tiger that was wrestling in the bushes and now you run from gum chewers. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's totally useless now, but yeah. You need to be in a place where there's a lot of threat and actually your hearing will be a blessing. Yeah, I need to be in a place. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, three more. Uh, The paramelidus muscle. I know I said that wrong. Uh, it's located in the lower abdomen. It's shaped like a triangle. You have like anywhere from zero to two of them. 20% of humans don't have them. They have zero purpose. They didn't even say what it once had. They were like, it's stupid. It's a triangle. We don't know how to help you. And then uh, male nipples, which I feel like everybody kind of knew about. So the male and female um, baby develops the same way. Everybody has nipples. And then the sex hormon- hormones come in and they make girls and boys are just out here with useless nipples. The last one is the Pollica similaris it's that that little thing in the corner of your eye so uh and like like so cats I know I talk about cats too much but um cats have a third eyelid so they have that same thing what we do and then it comes over and it's a way to protect the eye that comes over and then these ones come down so basically um it resembles a membrane that a lot of animals had to protect their eyes so most animals not most I know a lot of animals that still have them we don't have it anymore. So we probably used to have this third eyelid as well. Like our eyelids are pretty fast. Like, so, you know, eyebrows and our eyelashes are both there to help keep shit out of our eyes. And then the eyelids, you know, close down really quickly. But did I ever tell the story? It's about my friend Amanda. In ninth grade, she was wanted to put re-wedding drops in her eye and she reached into the cabinet and grabbed nail glue. Oh my God, no. And she dropped nail glue into her eye. Luckily, her eyelid shut fast, but she glued her eyelid shut. Oh, my God. she had to go to the hospital. 
And so, you know, she's blonde, so it feels like she didn't, it wasn't so much of a mess. Clearly she lost all her eyelashes in that. Did they grow back? Yeah, of course. The, the biggest thing is that like, it didn't touch her eyeball. Like she was lucky enough that she went to go put it in her eye. Cause even I, as somebody that's pretty good with eye stuff because of contacts, you know, that first drop almost never gets in, but like could have permanently damaged her eye, but luckily her eyelid closed. Do you think that that one act stopped like the whole evolutionary process and all the cells reconsidered for a second? Like, do we need to bring that eyelid back? Yeah, like, like if she had a kid that they would actually have a third eyelid, they're yeah. like, this one needs like, it. She like, single-handedly <laughs> like reversed everything. And I also want to know why it didn't work the other way. You know how like ducks have right angle vaginas? Oh yeah, and the, uh, they have, and the guys have like corkscrew penises. Yeah, it's the most disgusting. When I learned that, I, I, oh, I'm still I, disgusted by I it. I still cry at night because they're getting raped so much. They, they developed vaginas that you have to be able to like take a turn. I, I still don't know how there are more ducks, but <laughs> I don't get it. But like, how come we didn't develop anything like a cage to shut shit down? Like if we don't want, or like what yeah. Wanda Sykes in her joke was like, I want to be able to leave my vagina at home. Yeah, yeah. Or just for fuck's sake, just like, I always think about how porcupines have a bunch of like needles that they pop out to protect them. But why can't we have something like that? Because we keep like inventing shit. I wonder if we didn't invent shit, if our body <laughs> would start making stuff. Because like, we're like, get pepper spray and like, you know, have a knife. And I would just wonder if like, if we didn't do that, if we would just become Wolverine and just like women running down the street, be like, try to touch me. Try. <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know that's i mean that's kind of a good point i think it's because we make stuff yeah maybe but if you stop buying weapons because you have all the weapons yeah if you stop buying them i would become might... a turtle i would just like have a shield <laughs> <laughs> see i would have like spikes sticking out of me and you would have a hard shell yeah that's really I'd be like, hey guys. <laughs> it is funny to think about like what would you bring back I would definitely bring back a tail. I would definitely bring back fur. I'm cold all the time. I get that it sucks in the winter because like how many people are like, you know, grooming their dogs and cats because it's so hot outside, but I'm always cold. I well, you know absolutely... how you like in a past episode, you're like castor oil is going to help my eyelashes and eyebrows grow. Yeah. Why don't you just put castor oil all over your body and just like maybe grow, like hair will just grow all over your body. I do wish that's how it worked. Did you know that all your hair has a stop? I wish I knew the right word to say, like a stop line or like everything can only grow so long. So, and it's different for everybody. So like, I kind of think this is the longest my hair can, can grow. Like, I just don't think it's going to get any longer, but like even your arm hair, like you ever have like that one arm hair that's like this long and you're like, what the fuck? For the most part, your arm hair has a stop line. Your lashes do your eyebrow, like everything has like, they can only grow so far. Hence why like think of men who never do anything with their eyebrows. And it's not like their eyebrows have become like crazy. They do though when they get old, they do get crazy and huge. Yeah, I wonder if like, as you get older, they're just like, let's just have a party. Let's just get long. <laughs> like, or maybe like lack of movement grows more. Maybe as your reflexes get slower, you need more eyebrows to stop things from going into your eyes. That's interesting. <laughs> I love our fake science. <laughs> this is based on no logic. <laughs> She's like, sold, I'll buy that. <laughs> And then the next episode, I'm really shiny with all this castor oil. And I'm just like, I'm going to get a fur coat. <laughs> you wanted to get into Let's Get Personal? Let's, yes, let's do it. I don't know um, what it is. Oh, because I did it last minute. So you have no idea what it is. I have no idea. This is exciting. How important is nature in your everyday life? I like cities. I like bustling areas full of people. But uh, look, I have a plant, right? Like, <laughs> I think that's enough. <laughs> 
this is my nature. I really don't need to like parks and shit. Like it's nice. Green greenery is nice. And actually like my backyard, there's some really big, beautiful trees and that's, that's enough, but I don't need to go camping. Um, when I lived in LA, I liked going to the beach. That's my kind of nature, like the beach, but, uh, the woods and shit, you could keep it. I don't want like, oftentimes you'll meditate and like guided meditations, like you're in a babbling Creek. And I'm like, I don't want to be in a Creek. I don't want to be in the middle of the woods. That stresses me out. I am a female without porcupine needles. I want out of this place. (laughs) When I start growing needles, I'll start camping. (laughs) It's weird. I'm like half with you and half not with you. Cause like I am a city person. I like where I live. I don't have a problem. I love where I am in Brooklyn because there's big trees. It's not like Manhattan where they have these little saplings on the sidewalk and they're like, nature, you're welcome. I love that like there's some really beautiful streets in Brooklyn with these huge trees. I feel like my neighborhood's an older neighborhood that has a lot of trees. That's important to me. I don't think I would ever want to be even like in the suburbs. I remember when my parents were moving when we were really young and there were these new neighborhoods. And my dad's like, I'm not moving there. And I was like, why? And he goes, there's no trees. They knocked everything down, made a couple of houses. And then they have like four sapling trees. He's like, I'd rather be like in an old neighborhood with these old spruces and, you know, whatever. And it, I think that had an influence on me. But I also love, I love trees. I love nature. I like, it sounds, I'm like weirdly a tree hugger in a lot of ways as well. Like I don't like camping, but I like walking in the woods. I like being in, like I, I run in a park. I like hiking like when we would go hiking in LA like I always love that I don't want to sleep over in nature because I I have too much anxiety and that scares me and I don't think I could do unassisted nature you know what I mean like like even my friend Irene was like we're gonna go to like this campsite and I was like oh are you like in an RV or like is there she's like oh no there's like literally like food halls you can go to and there's there's cabins and like, I was like, okay, so you're just like in nature, you have everything. And then nature's just like outside your door. And she's like, yeah. I was like, that's kind of how I would want to do nature. I do like a big tree. I like the way the big trees sound when the wind's blowing through the leaves and that's all great. But I don't want to spend the night in nature for anything. Like even when I did latitude, like the whole fun of some of the festivals here is that you go, you know, you bring a tent, you go, I, I'm not fucking sleeping in a fucking tent. Zero <laughs> interest. Zero <laughs> not interest. happening. It is. I honestly think it's like a dating deal breaker. Like if that is your yeah. life, like I'm, I will hike with you. I will fucking go anywhere. Me and Justin, we went to, uh, this was like two years ago, a friend of his had a house and they had only a certain amount of rooms. And some of the people were like, we'll camp in your backyard. And he goes, do you want to camp in the backyard? And I was like, no, no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I want nothing to do with it. Like, I know that at some point I should be like doing my part. And it was like nine of us, but I was like, I don't care if we don't sleep in a bed, I'll sleep on a floor. I will not be outside. I don't care how safe it no. is. I don't hundred percent. Johnny was going to do all of Edinburgh camping. Like some people do that. Like instead of paying for accommodation, they just, I guess camp. that makes sense. Cause it's so expensive. But it's also, a month. Like, no, I require a- certain levels of comfort. Yes. Also that's a really hard month and you're going to make it harder. He's just not high maintenance. Like I am. I mean, I, I, I'm not, look at my hair. I have to have, <laughs> I have to have electricity and I have to have all of everything perfectly done so that I can look my best and do a show for people that don't want to watch me. Yeah. That's how Edinburgh is. Exactly. Um, yeah. Those, I, those, yeah. Those stages, those venues were already roughing it, you know, because yeah, yeah, it was yeah. oftentimes I'm it was like, is there a, a breeze? Cave. Yeah. Are we <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I, I wish I didn't have anxiety and I wish I am scared like of like a bear or a murderer. It's like murder, bear, having to pee outside by myself and Mm -hmm. just 
just that being alone while peeing just is scary. The Redwood Forest in um, outside of San Francisco, like that's probably one of my favorite places I've ever gone. I did a, I did a military tour in Cuba. So you're not on like mainland Cuba, you're in the US territory that we've taken over or whatever. But there's all these crazy, beautiful, windy trees. And we were like climbing on the trees, trees that are like 400 years old. Just, it's just cool. You love your trees. Remember when you came to LA, I was. I think we. I just knew you were gonna bring this. Come on, the, yeah. I think we were driving around all day or something. I was really tired or hungry or something. But you just kept going, tree, tree, bush, no, tree. I, Fine. No, I, I wasn't as stupid. I was like, oh, that's a really beautiful tree. Oh, I've never seen a tree like that before. That's a crazy tree. Like, and I was like, shut up about the fucking trees. I remember you were like, are you okay? Did you break? <laughs> But it was, I, I, I had never really spent much time in California. I literally looked up, remember this? I looked up, did Dr. Seuss live in LA? Because some of the drawings in the Dr. Seuss books looks exactly like some of the bushes and trees near like the Angeles National Forest. And now of yeah. course all of California is on fire and it makes me sad. Yeah. Advertisements? We're advertising again. Reels back. Uh, real toilet paper. If you don't already know, it is three ply toilet paper. And I've been using it, I guess for like over a month now. This is my favorite part. There's two bathrooms in my apartment. There's the boys' bathroom and then there's my bathroom. And so I'll stock up on toilet paper because it's more important for me. Like I've already talked about like my pyramid of toilet paper, but I still have my old like grocery store brand and then I have my real brand. And then every time my real brand, my stock of my real brand goes down, I have to go and get more of it from the closet because I just don't want to use my old toilet paper because I just love it so much. It's soft. It <laughs> speaks to me. I feel like I'm a good person using it. I think I'm sold, guys. Those three plies are made out of bamboo and not trees, which Liz loves. Exactly. So, I'm hurting. I guess I hate bamboo. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, something's got to wipe your butt. But That's like, true. yeah, not the trees. Every roll of real you buy helps Rio give people access to clean toilets. You're just a good person. I mean, you need it anyway. And you're doing good things. And if you use the promo code 2NONDRS25, you get 25% off your first subscription order or your first order at Real. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So go to realpaper.com. That's R-E-E-L-P-A-P-E-R dot com and you get free shipping within the u.s yeah thanks everybody real. wins okay topic yeah okay so our topic this week is getting older and just like senior citizens in general i feel like they've been talked about more than they ever have because of the coronavirus disproportionately taking the lives i guess or or more more senior citizens have been infected and the mortality rate is higher which at first they were they were thinking you know clearly the coronavirus was only killing older people, but that stopped being true. But I think in general, I think it started a conversation about how we treat se senior citizens, the important of, importance of senior citizens, and the safety of senior citizens. And I think the US, let alone around the world, and like how people responded to the coronavirus, I think not only affected that group of people, but it also, I think, shows how people care for that group of people. So I just wanted to kind of like talk about what it's like to get older and that experience of getting older in certain communities and how we perceive it as, you know, so-called younger people. But then also, like I looked up like what countries care, like what's a better country to get older in and stuff like that. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to guess that it's the ooh. Nordic countries, Finland, it's Sweden. stupidly the Nordic countries. It's, it's always them. <laughs> This is the this is the list, and it was almost making me angry because at first I was like, yeah, that makes sense, and then I was like, oh yeah, that's pretty good. Fucking, are you serious? <laughs> I was like, why? <laughs> but it's it's Switzerland, Norway, Sweden, Germany, Canada, Netherlands, Iceland, then Japan, then United States, 
than the UK. I can't even. Oh, why is the UK that. worse than the United States? So it doesn't like really break it down. Basically, all this is ranked off the old uh, older adult health status, income security, capability, and then enabling environment. So like, are there subway systems, buses? You know, is it easier for people to get around? Capability kind of has to do with like education and I think access to stuff. And then clearly, income uh, security has to do also with retirement. Yeah all that stuff. And then I also wonder, cause like my other thing is, is like, can you like be older and like move to the Netherlands and have a better quality of life? When we first started talking about this, I was like, well, Japan's clearly number one in my mind, because I went there. Everything about that culture is just like older people are respected and they're taken care of and whatever. But I was kind of surprised that they're not much better than the United States, which I feel like we throw our senior citizens off a boat when they stop working. I just feel like we're one of the shittier countries. Yeah, for sure. Although I lived with an 83-year-old here and she had to watch her money, but, and she had to live with me, so probably wasn't doing great. (laughs) She was starting to get dementia and, you know, they would pick her up and take her places and there's communities and groups that would do things. She seemed to have a good quality of life, despite me. Um, Okay. So I guess for me, like, I have such a disjointed view of senior citizens because, especially in the U.S., like it's all like hearsay. It's about how other people talk about their grandmother or their nana because I don't really, I, so I only have one living grandfather and I don't see him very often and we were never very close. I feel so disconnected to this group in our community because it's just stories from other people. As a, like, do you have living grandparents? I don't no, know. they're all dead. They, um, I never met three of them. And and then I just met my mom's mom a couple of times and then she died. So there's nobody, I mean, my parents are pretty old. Yeah. I don't like, I don't have like an aging anyone in my life that I can spend time with and hear stories about like the war or whatever. (laughs) Is that their only value? They just sit and tell you about the war. They're like, well, it's a pretty good value. Like I would definitely want to hear those stories. And I think there are actually, and I'm saying that I put my money where my mouth is. There are, there are organizations that will connect you with like lonely older people who will you know, you just, they just need someone to talk to. Yeah. That kind of thing breaks my heart. Like for some reason, I have a real soft spot for old people. Like if I see them being mistreated, like oh, in the yeah. news, when I read that news story about the guy who, who beat up that old guy for moving away from him because he wasn't wearing a mask or like, I mean, it just, it hurts me that much more be- when they're old and defenseless Yeah. or if they're old and alone or if they're old and sad, just like seeing an old person cry breaks my heart. Yeah. I remember I was driving in Brooklyn, big intersection, like massive intersection. And this old guy, like Walker taking forever. And I'm just watching and I'm like, that's trust. That's just trust that society, like you're so vulnerable. (laughs) And that's just trusting that society isn't going to fuck you over. Like nobody's going to run you over. Nobody's going to push you over. Nobody's going to fucking fuck with you. And I was like, oh, I hate that. Because like I've been trying to get my mom to move to Brooklyn forever because my mom hates driving. She hates driving. Her eyes aren't good driving at night. And I was just like, you moved to Brooklyn, you got a subway, you never have to drive again. If you really need to go somewhere, you can hop in an Uber. You can walk everywhere. The grocery store is right there. Like you never, because my mom really drives to go to the grocery store and go to the gym. That's it. Yeah. That's the only places my mom would go. But she was always like, no, I don't want that. I don't want that. But I do think, especially as like a small person, like I'm always very aware that I'm a tiny person. And I think we've always had to be aware that people could fuck with us or hurt us. Being a woman, being smaller, but like the idea that then you become frail. I think there's a part of me that society is built on respecting and taking care of older people, whether they're close to you or you don't even know them because there's this aspect of fragility. I don't know. I feel like the coronavirus for the first time made me really think about like 
if you don't have family that takes care of you, you're now in this assisted living facility, which I don't know how it is in other countries, but our country, all you hear about is the abuse and the neglect and just how poorly senior citizens are treated, even when they're paying for care. And then you have the aspect that our society doesn't really take care of our parents the way other societies are supposed to or had. I think the other aspect is, is like I've posted more bits about like not caring about marriage, not wanting to have kids. And the rebuttal is always who's going to take care of you when you're older. And I was like, who are you taking care of? You're not like, it's like this, yeah. this old timey mentality that your kids are going to take care of you but you're a kid that's not taking care of your parents. You know what I mean? So you're like, so you're having a child to take care of you, but you're a child that's not taking care of your parents. And like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's like, I don't know. But like having a kid for insurance for that, it seems like is, such a bad idea. Cause your kid's not guaranteed to like you anyway. Like you're gonna, you may raise someone also, who hates your guts and fucks off forever. Like also you already gave them a job. They're a fetus and they already have a job. Yeah. Like I just, I think that's such a, on the totem pole of reasons to have kids that should be at the bottom. Like, it's at the bottom, but on the, on the flip side, who is going to, you know, like we're going to end up in care homes or something. And like, I'm actually kind of scared about getting old now. I never thought about it before. And then it's only in the past few years where I thought like, I don't have a savings or a 401k or I don't have a retirement plan and I'm really fucking my future self. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've just left myself nothing. You left yourself a note that was like, hey, I borrowed a thousand dollars. I'll pay you back, future self. Like, fuck you, past self. Fuck you so hard. I don't know anything about retirement or investments or 401ks or saving. I'm, I don't want my ignorance to be the reason I'm really poor when I'm older and I'm unable to, like, because now it's just like, if I'm poor, I don't know, you just go do some spots. I'm not too far off in the same boat of the sense that I don't, I barely have a savings, let alone a retirement fund. I do think in some ways, while you're like fucking over future self, I'm like believing in future self. I'm like, future self's gonna be a millionaire. I got us. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know I am very ignorant of what needs to be done for the future. I also, I mean, I'm almost banking on climate change. I'm like, is there going to be a future? <laughs> like, <laughs> we're all going to be dead anyway. What if we saved all that money and then just died? Yeah, I didn't buy the shoes I wanted because I was going to be taking care of myself. And now I'm like 50 and the world is gone. I don't know. Like, I do know soon I need to get my shit together and start putting stuff away for my retirement. I'm not so like, that's a future problem, whatever. But I also think as a woman, there are people that are like, well, I'll have a husband, I'll have kids, I'll have all this stuff. And I'm not banking on that. So I have to have a even bigger, not only a bigger reserve of money, but also a plan. This sounds really stupid, but like when I would go out of town, uh, my old roommate, Carmen, would watch my cat and I would say, hey, if I die, will you take care of my cat? Will you literally be my cat's godmother? And she's like, absolutely. And I go, if you don't want to take care of it, there's two people behind you please find, you know, Ashley, please find my mom. Don't throw my cat away. And I feel like the same has to kind of be done now, which is like, I have certain people in my life that I'm like, hey, if you fall on hard times, you can come live with me. But I almost have to have a backup plan that like, what if I fall on hard times? Like, do yeah. I have people that I can reach out to and will take care of me or what have you? Because, you know, my parents are also getting older. And I think that's where it comes back to having siblings is really helpful. And I think in some ways, not that I want to put the burden on my siblings. Like, I feel like I eat healthy so that I could be, if I'm going to be a lump, I'm like, a spry lump. I'm trying to be as mobile and healthy, but you never know. You can't predict this stuff. You can't, like my uncle's going through dementia right now. 
and my aunt's taking care of them and they don't, they don't have kids and like, she's doing it and she's, it, she's taking care of them. It's fine. But like now she's lonely. Like now she doesn't have a friend anymore. Like now she's just a caretaker as opposed to a wife. And it's those kind of things that like, you can't really prepare for that. They're financially handling it and like she's taking care of them. But like, I've always been very friend oriented because I've decided friends are my community as opposed to family. But that's a conversation you're supposed to have with your friends. Like I've never sat my friends down and been like, hey, if shit goes down, I'm kind of depending on all seven of you. Oh, you've always been on a part of my retirement plan. <laughs> yeah. I'm hanging on to you forever. But I, this sounds so dumb and in a fantasy, like, make-believe world, but I always just saw us getting an apartment together and just being, like, those old bitchy ladies that people are like, are they lesbians? Are they best friends? <laughs> why do they, why does one have a cat and the other one doesn't like the cat? Like, I've always just thought of being those, like, old ladies, especially because as women, we last longer. Like, I looked up the average age, so it's, okay, the average age expectancy, I think this might just be for the U.S., is 78 point seven years old and then men is 76 women are 81 so a part of me is like i've always assumed it was going to be me and my girlfriends and that's a really important friendship to hold on to it's yeah. just going to be us at the end kat and i have talked about that about how like i don't want to put words in her mouth i think i remember the conversation going like it should have been like hanging like living with your friends and then the men just like kind of come in and be our boyfriends but we but the core urban tribe is yeah. all of our female friends hanging out. I feel like there are communities where it's like a women's tribe and like men are kind of like, hey, here's some babies, peace out. And, we're, and yeah. they're like, thank you. But I wouldn't um, want them to like peace out. I mean, I would no, kind of like, you know, ideally like- 40 years. Here's what I liked about Egypt was that everybody lived together. All of my cousins seemed to live in the same building, just on different floors. So they'd go up to like somebody's, you know, flat um, during the day. I don't know. Like they would just kind of go up and down. It's like, it sounds like and college out at each other's place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or when I went on vacation as a kid, we would go with like 10 other families and we'd all get condos in the same building. And so we'd just like visit each other's places and like go to the beach. And it was awesome. It was like my favorite time of year because it just felt like everybody was together and you're by the beach. But it really was that togetherness that I've always wanted to replicate. You know? I mean, I, I feel the same way. I, I, I'm always trying to get back to freshman year of college where all your friends are on your floor, the floor below you or the floor um, on top. Like, so I had a core of friends in college and they moved on to like 13th street and me and my friend Michelle were like on ninth street. And we, I would like go over to Prakash's and hang out with him. And then I would just like walk home at like one in the morning. Like I do miss being close to everybody. My compromises were, you know, half my friends are in the same city, but now everybody's all over the country and world, you asshole. But like, <laughs> I like that sense of community and I want it. I just, I sincerely don't think it's going to happen until we get older. I don't know what I was picturing. I think I just pictured eventually settling down in, in one city, but just all my friends had to move to that city too. Conveniently working out for me and whatever decision I made. Yeah. But, you know, it is important to me that I don't see us living in different cities for the rest of my life, but I don't necessarily, I feel like I would move back to New York at some point, Yeah. but I'm with Johnny and I hope that we last. And so I don't know what that would look like in 10 years. 
Yeah, it's funny. Like, I don't like romanticizing. I forget what the, the terminology. There's a nuclear family and then there's there's terms and I don't know them. And I regret that. The larger family where it's like the grandmother and the grandfather and then it's the parents and then it's the kids and they all kind of live together or near each other and they all take care of it. They actually say for a support system, especially how life is right now with like two parents working and COVID where because there's no childcare and there's no school, one parent can't work or both parents can't work. Like it's just kind of like a mess. So I understand the benefits and just the community that's created with having a larger family around, but that's not really how things are anymore. And I, I wouldn't want to shame anybody for making their own decisions and moving away from their family. It's just harder and then it only gets harder as you get older. Like, it's just like, we've set ourselves up for more pain. And so the only way to combat that pain is to have more money so that you can pay for care. But that's not, not everybody has that opportunity. And so I think in some ways we're both starting to freak out because we're like, we don't have money now. Yeah, well, the money is a huge, huge factor of why I'm freaking out in the future. When you're a kid, you never think about this. In your 20s, it's like, not my problem. Um, yeah. And you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, it's like, this is the time to get your shit together because after that there's no like I I have a couple of friends that are in their late 40s early 50s that are like I fucked up I might have to work forever mm. yeah because that's the other thing is like th right now where we are we need to be preparing for being older and if we don't win this career lottery then we're we'll become a burden to people yeah to our siblings to our friends to whatever and I've never that is my biggest fear is I've never wanted to be a burden to anybody and I've always worked my ass off so that I never have to ask for anything. I mean, that's what's made this year kind of scary where I'm just like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I just keep trying to like live as minimally as possible because I don't know what the future holds for us. But we are also not just banking financially, we're banking that physically we're going to be capable. Like I yeah. look at George Carlin who performed till the day he died or Joan Rivers who performed till the day she died. But these are people that were already previously successful that had the money to stay healthy and had the support. And what if I'm still going to be doing like TV shows for exposure instead of money. At like yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, am I going to really be doing like $300 gigs when I'm 70? There's a, I mean, there's an 83 year old comedian here. She's not married. I think she's from Ohio and you know, she still performs. She's still able to, but I'm like, is that going to be me? <laughs> yeah. And I, believe me, I want to perform till the day I die. I don't want to have to perform till the day right. I die. Right. You know what I, mean? I don't know it's if she has to or not. I don't know what her financial yeah. situation is. I don't mean to paint the picture that she has to. I'm just saying she does, but I'm just like, is that, is that what I want my eighties, my 80s to be is, is chug it along to shows. And I don't know, maybe it is. Yeah. What I loved about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I mean, she felt so passionate and in some ways probably felt obligated to be working until the day she literally died. But like, I hope that I have the passion that I, I want to stay active in what I do. I think the being two people that chose our profession as opposed to did something for security, because that's, isn't that the artist conundrum is that when you choose a path of passion and something that doesn't pay well, but it, it makes your life better and, and, and you get to live the life that you want to live. There's so many other casualties and issues where like, we often don't have health insurance. We don't have a 401k. We don't have, our layout of our life doesn't look the same way. Like we have to literally travel to make money as opposed to some people, even if they are older, can just be in front of their computer. Yeah, um, like the payoff for that is security. It's like, you know how much you're getting and how often you're getting it and where you can be in 10 years and like what that looks like. And then, and then we have like what projections we're like a business yeah and i think we chose we chose passion and happiness over security and i think i spent 
you know, my teens, my twenties and early. Yeah, no, I'm not happy. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I am, I, as somebody that woke up at 11, whether it's a Sunday or another day, you know what I mean? Like I often, I often hear about people's days and not saying that there aren't things that I have to get done. And there's not things that I don't enjoy doing that are part of this career. I like what I do. And my complaints are usually things that are outside of my control, but there's a lot that's inside of my control. And I spent the first half of my career being like setting myself up to be happy every day with how I live my life and how I perform and, you know, what have you. But now the second half is like, oh, I'm starting to understand my parents' fear of me getting into this profession. Like all of a sudden, (laughs) I'm like, they had some really good points about how this might not be viable for the future. Yeah, that's how you know you're getting older. Because when I watched Ferris Bueller again, I was like, it's, it's so terrible. And then Johnny was like, yeah, because when you watched it when you were younger, you were, like it, it was like, yeah, fuck the, fuck the establishment. And then as you get older, you're like, well, I understand why those rules were in place. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, they're really, you know, some of this is for your safety. And you can see how they almost died in this scene, one scene. Do you micro-invest at all? Like, because I have a couple of apps. I don't know what I'm doing. I've just put a, like the tiniest bit of money in, like $5 a month into one and then the other one has like a hundred dollars and I don't know how to get it out, but <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how to get that money back. That's the only I've reason wa- it's still there. Yeah. I've wanted to, because there's a couple of different, what is it like Peter Pan? There's like a couple of these different apps that help you buy like fractions of a stock and stuff like that. So you can't lose as much. I've thought about it. The thing I was actually looking into was, and this is so funny. I had a high yield savings account 10 years ago. I had like a thousand dollars. I had like no money, but it was like, the high yield savings account was like 4.5%. And I was like, oh, now, I, so then I have a little bit of savings and I'm trying to be smart with not making as much money. I was like, oh, I'll put some of this in a high yield savings account. Oh, the world has changed, Elizabeth. <laughs> you cannot find anything more than 1%. A high yield savings account is 0.8%. And maybe you can find one or like a CD, you can put something in for three years and it's at one, 1.1%. It's really, really bad. And like my regular savings account, I think I get like six cents a month. And I'm like, eh, oh, wow. <laughs> like, I get like two cents, but you nice one. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, building up my savings. So like I'm just literally this year is like the thing that pushed me into like, you're getting older and you need to figure this shit out. So I feel like the next five years of my life is going to be planning for the last 20. And I yeah. need to start being smart about it. But it's just so funny that like this was going to be the year that I made the most money I've ever made. And it's the year I made the worst money I've ever made. And this isn't my fear. This is like, I work so hard to net. Like this is like, we're all acting like this is year one of comedy. And to be in the experienced part of our career, to be back at square one is, I don't know. I don't think anybody ever thought this was going to happen. Yeah. I bet this year made a lot of people think like, I need a savings plan just in case something like this ever happens again. Um, Yeah. Cause it's just a lot of people are like, what do we need savings for? Money just keeps coming. Especially when you get to a point in your life where you're like, people are calling me. I'm not calling. Like, it, cause in the beginning you're calling, you're begging, you're trying to convince people to give you spots, but we're at the place where people are like, you want to do this? We heard about you. You should be on this. And you're like, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. I know. In the course of this podcast, I had to say no to a <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. This is, ne- this is never going to stop. <laughs> just start crying. So I guess, I mean, I guess I would love to hear from people that like, fuck themselves over and are trying to like undo their senior fuckery like what mistakes did you make that you are trying to undo if anybody has a non-traditional job 
and what are they doing to prepare themselves? Basically teach us how to be better adults would be awesome. Anybody else as fucked as we are? <laughs> uh, right, to two non Anybody else micro-invest? Tell me how oh, to do yeah, it. Oh yeah, teach us about micro-investing. I think um, I made that term up, I'm not sure. It sounds real to me. I'm I definitely smart. know what you were saying when you said it. Yeah, write to us at two non-doctors at gmail.com and thank you for listening. Thank you for being our community. Bye. Bye.